With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to an ACC podcast, our week three edition. I'm Lauren Brownlow from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh and WRLSportsFan.com. You can find most of my stuff there. And I was not expecting this to be the game of the weekend, but I think that it probably is. So in honor of Virginia, Florida State, I guess being the game of the weekend, um, I have on, I, can I call you my producer? I guess you kind of are a producer of this podcast. Are you a distributor? Yeah. Distributor is probably the best word. <laughs> right. Not a, not a, um, our friend Kanata Edwards is my like de facto producer. He will want no credit for this. Yeah, I don't care. I- He's going to get it anyway. He's going to edit it out. That's the best part. Uh, <laughs> Dang it. No, not it. Do not do that. Uh, not it helps me put this together. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do with some of the, uh, I don't touch anything technically because you don't want me to do that because I would just delete it all. So yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, big week, just like everyone thought the two and O Cavaliers deprived of the ACC. No, what's funny is that like we talked before um, the week about like various guests we were thinking about having on. And, and I know Caroline reached out to me and was like, yeah, John Casillo from Noon's Magician, you know, he can come on with you Thursday. So it was super awkward when I had to reach out to John <laughs> over the weekend. I'm like, well, because you guys got obliterated at Maryland, I'm going to have to have you on a little earlier uh, and not have you on on Thursday because that game a little bit less significant now, but we'll we'll certainly get into that because for whatever yeah. reason, the ACC has decided to start having this like Friday night football. Wake has not played on Saturday this year. I feel like they might not the entire year. They're going to host North Carolina on Friday. Um, I have I have to confess something. I will not be there um, because oh. I. Oh my gosh! Where will, are you going, Warren? <laughs> I will be at the Lizzo concert, and. Oh, yes. <laughs> I will say that I did not do this in, on purpose. Um, you know, I'd love to say that I did, that I saw this game and was like, screw that. I don't need to be at this game. Like, I'm just going to go to Lizzo anyways. But I legit was just like, oh, it's on a Friday. Cool. Like, I, my brain is not yet programmed to be like, oh, For I should me, check yeah. my calendar to make sure there's not a football game on a Friday. I just am not. Yeah. I'm, I, I kind of like it. Maybe it's me. Like, maybe this says a lot about my social life. <laughs> but... <laughs> This Friday night thing, like, you know, even if I do go out, then it's nice to have games on, like, when you're out and doing things, like, you know, there's a game on that's fun. But also, like, if it's a Friday night and I'm like, I just want to sit home and watch football. And it's games that I actually care about because I have a problem and I'm a degenerate and like watching ACC football. So, um, yeah, I kind of, and Virginia has two more Friday games. Miami games a Friday night and uh, the Virginia Tech game at the end of the season is also a Friday. Really? Um, I'm not a fan. They've made that, that, game on black friday for i think this is like the fourth year now maybe yeah that maybe has been a weird that, time yeah i don't love it it's just a lot like it usually like encroaches on <laughs> if you're a virginia fan it usually just like ruins your thanksgiving because you're like oh i had such a lovely day with my family now i'm gonna cry <laughs> um <laughs> i feel like um i feel like state 
Carolina, that game was on Black Friday for a hot minute, and then they moved it, so maybe they just replaced it with this one. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, not my fave. Well, for me, I, I know what you're saying. Um, I know sometimes people in our state especially will be like, well, this is a night that should be reserved for, for high school football, and I get that. Um, I don't care yeah. about that as much as like, look, I just need a night on a weekend that like I could potentially do <laughs> something personally. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, that's true, too. Like, please, I cover three teams. Don't add another night to my life. Like, why are you doing this to me? I don't care for it. Uh, Thursday's Just different. The overlap, the overlap of football and oh, basketball. Yes, which they're also <laughs> ruining my life with by opening the season with uh, ACC games, which I hate yeah. so, so, so much. But I, I so I hate it. <laughs> I, I do... This UNC Wake matchup is super interesting to me, like on a number of levels. So I'll be super excited to watch it later when I'm not at the Lizzo concert. But I guess I could watch like the first half probably before she comes on. Um, Just stream it on your phone during while you're singing and stuff. It'll be great. But I have to look, Caroline, I have to save my phone battery for when I'm Instagram storying uh, oh, yeah. Lizzo, which, which is super effective. Loves, yeah, everyone <laughs> loves to watch. If I've learned one thing about social media. That everybody loves everybody concert loves videos. Concert videos yeah, yeah, they're never terrible. They're never no. like low quality. You definitely can hear like super high, you know, standard sound. It's great. Yeah, I highly recommend Instagram story the whole thing. <laughs> Considering my itinerary for that night, I can hundred percent promise you that will be happening, regardless of. Uh... <laughs> I will actually also watch it. So. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm I'm interested because well, the one thing that immediately struck me was that. Chaz Surratt, Carolina's former quarterback turned linebacker, yeah. is going to be facing off against his brother Sage, who was a wide receiver for uh, Wake Forest. Both, you know, Sage is really good. Chaz is has a lot of natural talent at that position, as it turned out. Like I, that was a surprise yeah. to me. But it's just funny because I guess like I think Chaz is older, so she he was like his mom is like don't hurt my baby and all. So it's just <laughs> I'm just like I, I, I'm some I'm somehow fascinated by this moment of like even though there's so much sibling violence that routinely happens anyways like across America, yeah. like it's still one of those things of like oh my gosh I'm really fascinated to see a brother tackle his brother I don't know why that's really I I want to shout out their parents because those names Seriously. are fabulous um chaz with twosies yeah surat is so fun um i just really like this matchup because i sneaky think that wake forest might be the second best team in the atlantic they could be they could be and i want to see more state i want to see less florida state (laughs) i want to see so do their fan (laughs) yeah oh gosh We'll get to that. Um, but, you know, like, I think Wake Forest is a team. Again, like you said, they played two – well, they played a Friday night game, and did they have a Thursday night or something like that? They had weird games. You know, they played well against that – that Utah State game was yeah. one of the most fun games of that weekend, and I feel like not a lot of people saw it. And Utah State is a – you know, that's a tough team. It's not an easy one to play against. So I think that they're a team that's had a lot of, like, they're kind of underrated at this – or not underrated as much as – off the radar entirely sure of course yeah like i like their offense a lot um their defense leaves something to be desired so it'll be like i think it could really be a fun game where you know both offenses move up and down and it's super interesting i'm also super intrigued by the fact that like and this was a thing even in the offseason mac brown hired two former wakey leaks assistants he has jay bateman as his defensive coordinator and lonnie galloway as his wide receivers coach both were implicated in the wakey thing Uh, although like they're both kind of downplaying it but i i I I want it to be a thing i want it to be a thing so much but 
uh, maybe That's it's just here not. To remind people of wakey leaks, which is a thing that happened. It, it's so crazy to me. Like, and it's crazy that people just don't seem to care about it at all. Like, it's nuts to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I think about that. I forget about it, and I you know cover the league and all this stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, like people were telling them their secrets, and they still won games. <laughs> against people who knew what they were going to do. With, <laughs> That's impressive. With a horrend... Like, Virginia Tech lost to them in a, the 0-0 tie game. And I don't <laughs> care what any of you guys say. This does not impact that game. That game was still art. I don't care. In fact, it almost makes it more artistic to me. Oh, way the more The fact artistic. that they had the plays and they still... It was still 0-0. Yes. And, <laughs> like, they still lost that game against a Wake team that had, like, Swiss cheese for an offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. Dave Clawson coach a little i'm yeah. just saying you can um <laughs> but yeah like it, it's it, it's mind-blowing it'll be like look if 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 wake wins and they score like 60 against carolina everybody's gonna be like who it's a revenge game and, and and it might be but i i don't know that wake's defense is good enough for that we'll see it'll be interesting yeah, um i took a lot of flack from carolina fans and that's fair i i made a you know very loose statement after the first game like ah people might be overreacting a little bit i don't know like are we how back is Mac? You know, like that's where I was at for the first game. And, and obviously a big win, like getting SEC win, rivalry win, coming back in the fourth quarter. I know that's stuff that Carolina fans had been, you know, wringing their hands rightfully so over the past few seasons was, can they close out a game? Can they close out a game? And now you have two. Literally any game. Yeah, any game. <laughs> just pick one. Just close one of them. Um, yeah. And now back-to-back games against power five competition. So, you know, I don't know how good South Carolina is going to be. Um, and I don't know. Well, Miami's one of those teams that's just so hard to gauge right now because they've played, you know, by the polls. Yeah, the top good teams. Teams. yeah and then, yeah. you know, a team like North Carolina that's shown that they have, that Sam Howell has been absolutely incredible. How is that kid yeah. a freshman? Like, it's just like some of those dimes he was dropping. And, you know, Miami fans have been beating themselves up for a week now with that fourth and 17. And I mean, rightfully so, but like that's tough look for my <laughs> tough look for McCain's over there. But like, so this one to me is one of the most fascinating. I would have said before that I thought the most competitive game was going to be Syracuse Clemson, or at least that would be the most interesting one in my opinion for the week of like yeah, the ABC yeah. matchups. Even though this one technically is a non-conference game, um, I think now you got to look at that this UNC Wake game as like the the most interesting conference matchup that's not a conference matchup of the week p.s my my buddy uh brett said that sam howell looks like a cross between luke may and baker mayfield so good luck on seeing that i know he does he looks like a a diet and i don't mean diet like he's not as skilled but he looks like a diet like (laughs) like he's his like youngest brother of three or something you know what i mean like so like he kind of looks like the oldest one (laughs) it's very specific well carolina fans at least you got you sort of got luke may's brother just not the way you thought sorry luke may's actual brother chose alabama instead Uh, hard to blame him (laughs) yeah drake drake may chose uh alabama over carolina and people were drake may that's right (laughs) we're trying to do an all-name acc podcast someday Uh, I've, I've been ranking the names of every game I've covered so far <laughs> um, on each roster, and I've had a good time yeah. doing it, and I'll probably keep doing it. Um, yeah. also, also on Friday night in the TGIF ACC lineup, uh, Kansas-Boston College, the battle of teams Woo. that are also band names. Although I guess it's not Boston, it's Boston College, so maybe that kind of ruins it. Kansas also a band, so it kind also of works. Also a band, yeah. 
Uh, this is one that uh, I think Adazio really needs to just have them look very competent and comfortably win. So uh, if we're we don't need to like get into this one too much, I don't think. But I will say this: like I literally made this joke the other day because I was sort of you know I I, I ranked Carolina this week partially because like they have two P five wins, and I was joking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't joking, but I was like, you know, it's not like their P five wins because not all P five wins are created equally. So I was like, it's not no, like not at all. It's not like their P five wins are like Kansas and Rutgers. Lo and behold, I look at Boston College's schedule; they have Kansas and Rutgers. So. <laughs> Okay. I mean, look, BC, I get it. Like, you got to make a bowl. Do you? You're, yeah. You look, you look great smart. on offense so far. It's no, and Kansas looks whatever the opposite of great is on offense. So you should be fine. Uh, best of, they well, scored seven against Coastal is, Carolina. Less is more. Yeah, sure. My God. Less, less miles is, is more terrible than Kansas football. I it's, got re- nothing else. it's really just a big shocker to see a less miles team struggling on offense. All right. Uh, Pitt, Penn State, insert Michael Scott, uh, wincing GIF. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is going to be, this, is, this I think will be, I don't even want to say it's a full indicator of like how, there's a lot of questions out there. Like how good is Pitt? Like, I'm not on the board. Are they? I, think I don't like them. I don't think they look great at all. I think, I will say their defense has, has surprised me pleasantly. Um, yeah. Because even against bad teams, their defense has struggled some in the past and, and they, you know, they held down a capable Ohio team and, and they look good in week one, too. Um, but uh, Penn State's a different beast and their offense. Oh, for is, sure. Their I mean, offense has been kind of. Up. Yeah, their offense has been bad. Kenny so, Pickett hasn't gotten a lot of help from his receivers. Yeah, um, it's true. There were some drop passes. But my favorite pit stat of the season, granted, small sample size. They only scored touchdowns in the second quarter. All of their touchdowns. (laughs) I was watching the end of the Ohio game and they were driving and I was like, do not score a touchdown. I need this tidbit. Keep the streak alive. And lo and behold. Yeah. So they they only scored, they scored two touchdowns against Virginia um, in that second quarter. And then they scored two against Ohio in the second quarter. And every, uh, all the other scoring field goals have been in the other six quarters. So. Fun facts with Caroline. Stick around. <laughs> this is an imp- good, good info like that. <laughs> Frankly, if they score in any quarter, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, <laughs> NC State at West Virginia. Um, this is a big one for State because West Virginia has not looked very good. There's a reason Dana Holgerson went to a uh, non-P5 team to coach, and it wasn't just that they threw a bunch of money at him. It was that he knew that his roster was going to be but, and it is, so you got to win this one, State. Yeah. It's, I think the best way to sum it up is just to read to you the latest article on backing the packs title, <laughs> which is, Meet West Virginia, which is trying to mop up the entrails. It's exploded everywhere. <laughs> I, lo- I love Stephen so much. Stephen had one last week that was like something about Western Carolina. And if you have the page pulled up, you might see it, which was like, did state beat an actual team or like a bag of jelly? And <laughs> a large pile of pudding. That's Frankly, we may never know. <laughs> I cry laughed when oh. I read that. I love you. Stephen, if you're yeah, listening, and I'm going to tell you I shouted you out, Stephen, so that you feel guilted into listening. <laughs> Um, I love. I think you. we should have not a move it all the way to the end. Um, I'm going to have Steven on at some point this week 
to uh, do like a nihilist NC State podcast, and it's going to be super fun. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, West Virginia's bad. <laughs> There's no way around it. I, I tweeted that I was going to, you know, my setup for the TVs on Saturday watching the games and um, smoking musket. SB Nation's um, West Virginia blog was like, oh, don't watch our game. <laughs> oh, dear. You don't want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, it'll be fun. They're like, it will not be fun. And I was like, okay. See, I think this is. This is almost like this is a must win for state just in the sense that like I didn't think, you know, against their first game against ECU, they're playing all the directional Carolinas at various points this season, yes, I think. They they um, now they now they're trying to own the state and by taking over various <laughs> territories in it. I, I appreciate guess. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they haven't looked really like this is another team that I think has a really really legitimate claim to second best in the Atlantic. Um, but I just want to see more consistency, like at the start of the game. They're, they've been allowed kind of these slowish starts because of the fact that they're not playing the hardest teams. And I think that that I want to see, like, just yeah, they got to kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah. They got to show up on time for sure. Um, they were a little sleepy <laughs> to start that game because you texted me, you're like, State, are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah. They apparently this is just the thing that they're doing. So uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really get they it. They don't like noon games. <laughs> well, yeah. They're trying to send a message. No more noon games. Um, we got Furman at Virginia Tech. Uh, not a whole lot to say here, obviously, but I do need to share this with the people. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but Furman University, FU. Um, FU, yeah. I, do you know that they chant? They have a chant that they do? No. Like that, that's like literally on the university website, and I just need to share it with everyone. <laughs> it goes, FU one time, FU two times, FU three times, FU all the time. Yes. <laughs> so that's a thing. Going to, get, going to get a graduate degree from Furman so I can chant that. You're going to hear that. If you're in the Charlottesville vicinity, you'll probably hear Caroline chanting that from her house. No. If you all. I don't think that this one should be Just much kidding. of a problem. No. Well, you know, I, yeah, I, they need they need like a game to feel good about the Hokies do because yeah. I know their fans are a little grumpy and I totally get it because things haven't looked all that great yet. But um, this should be that game, so enjoy it while you can. Yeah. And yeah, uh, Louisville, Western Kentucky. Oh, is Western Kentucky like I don't? Okay, like the line is like Louisville by ten. Yeah, Petrino ball here, pretty legit. Um, like oh. in the sense, of, like this Uh-oh. isn't one that <laughs> not legit. Like I think this will still be one that Louisville wins comfortably, especially okay. after the first week. Like yeah. I've been very impressed. I didn't get to watch a lot of last week's game, but watching them against Notre Dame did two things for me. One, make me more nervous for Virginia to play Louisville. And two, make me less nervous for Virginia to play Notre Dame. <laughs> Still going to be tough, but I, I think there was, I've said it before, I think, but Louisville fans obviously are stoked. Like this is the, you know, there's no moral victories, but holy crap, we don't look like a pile of jello. Like this is so exciting. Um, like, wow, look, the players are trying. Um, which again, don't blame them. Like, I, um, yeah, you know, with the addition of now justify popping for a drug test, you know, I think all Petrino's effectively ruined. Like, I think um, Mike Rutherford, Card Chronicle said, like the entire cover of that team's um, program, which had justify on it. I don't know if you remember that, like three years ago. <laughs> yes, I su- I sure do. <laughs> like now, <laughs> all of them are shamed. It's all ruined. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. Louisville. Louisville, I have a message for you. Please, please hear me. Hear me now, please. If you ever, in any capacity, 
have Bobby Petrino back to talk to a local touchdown club and you give him a standing ovation, I will never forgive you. <laughs> you yes, are not you Arkansas. Are. Be better. Yeah, that's God. I don't think what I are mean, you doing? Yeah, no. There's something there's something wrong with with some SEC fan bases. Okay. Uh <laughs> Georgia Tech Citadel. Oh, Georgia Tech, you got a win. I didn't expect yeah. it. Um, that's fun. Uh, it, was, that was I have, it was a bit of a tough game to watch, but... Oh, um. uh, yeah. And they're probably all going to be like that. But uh, there's not much interesting, really, to say about this game. Playing a triple option team, Georgia Tech should still win. Um, Tori McElhaney of The Athletic, who covers Georgia Tech, I do have to share this. Um, apparently, during third downs... Um, you know, the money down, that's what they call it, right? Most most schools call it that. They give Georgia Tech students fake $3 bills with Jeff Collins' face on them. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, he, and it says Minister of Mayhem on top yes. of it. Yes. Oh, my god. Also, am I the only person that thinks he looks like Frank Caliendo has lost weight? Oh, no. I won't be able to unsee that either. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I just, when I first saw him against Clemson, I was like, he looks like Frank Caliendo. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's our georgia that's our extensive georgia tech analysis that you can only get here um hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's see, Bethune Cookman, Miami. Um, there's literally nothing to say here except for look. You you touched on it earlier. I do want to say it because I feel this way, and I have been somebody who's made fun of Miami a lot in recent years, especially even in the years that they were good. Like they were piling up a good record. I was still yeah. like, you guys look like garbage. I like this Miami team. I legitimately yeah. do. I know they're zero two. I like the quarterback. I yeah. do. There are some people that were saying like after the game against Carolina, like, oh, if the court, and I was like, do not say a single thing about if the quarterback, no. blah, 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 because that kid played. Aaron Williams is a baller. Yeah. I mean, I looked at the stats. And I was like, come on, man, you can't put this stuff on. Like there's some things like you, the missed extra point, the missed field goal, like. Bubba Bexa, you yeah. let us all down. Bubba Bexa. The, uh, <laughs> I don't know what this name just, I love the top five name in the ACC. It's so great. Um, it's amazing. And then you look at just some of the penalties and like when they got them and stuff like that. Like, um, yeah, like statistically, Miami should have won that game. You look at every major stat that really means anything, <laughs> and it should. Oh yeah, technically, like, you look at the game and be like, oh, Miami won this game, and you'd be like, wait, what? And obviously, it was a close game, so it's not like they completely ruined was, everything in their yeah. favor or whatever. But um, it's a little like Carolina last year, frankly, yeah. in the sense that like they would, you know, they would fi just find creative ways to lose. And um, I, I, but I like I like Miami. I think to have a quarterback is important for them. Jared Williams is good. And I think that it's a good thing that they like this will get them wins that they wouldn't have gotten last year because their quarterback play was trash. Yeah, so, I like true. Miami. Give Not Miami some time, y'all. Like these things take Seriously. time. Coming from yeah. someone who's followed a lot of terrible football. Like you, you have to, and the same thing really applies for Florida state. You can't give people a year and a half or two games. No, there are people no. already that are like, nothing's changed, man. He didn't fix anything. And I'm like, 
dude, it's two games against two good teams. Like it'll be okay. And I think they look way better. I think they yeah, look way I different. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have to add this. I did say it. Um, I said it, I believe on uh, the earlier podcast this week, but Mac Brown after the game said something along the lines of like, you know, they say when you hit Miami in the mouth, they just give up, but they really didn't. And I'm like, wow, Mark Rick shade. You're just throwing out all the shade this week. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mark Rick is standing on a beach holding Mark the Rick's thing. He's like, hey, <laughs> that's true. You're living his best life. I love He's Mark like, Rick. Oh, God, I could hear you over the ocean waves crashing on my vacation. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't have to deal with any college football stress. It's wonderful. Yeah. He's like, I'm so happy I don't have to be reviewing film right now. I was like, dude, flex, flex big time, man. Do it. Live your he life. is he is a treasure, and we should always appreciate him. I didn't um, think he had that kind of like. I know sense of humor. Network, yes. Like I love yes. the post game show. If you, I mean, ACC Network. If you, if you don't have it do the free trials, get the Hulu, whatever you want to do. It's worth it. I pro- like, I think so. I love it. It's extremely made for me. But the post-game shows on like Friday night, Saturday nights are top television. It's hilarious. Like you've got Mark Richt laying on the ground, like showing fumble recovery positions. And like, it's, it's just priceless. Like you got to. Wonderful. You got it. It's great. You got to see it. So now we've got Duke at Middle Tennessee State. I have no clue why Duke's doing this, but it's whatever. Um, (laughs) I'm not even going to bother to analyze this from a football perspective because Middle Tennessee State is coached by a man named Rick Stockstill. Y'all might not know him, but I've known of Rick for a long time. And I know of him because back when I first started doing GIF previews or ACC game previews like in 2013 when I was at accsports.com. And what I discovered in my research was that Rick Stockstill, he started this thing back in 2013 where he just decided he was going to like tweet out all of his favorite songs. <laughs> um, it's hashtag Stockstunes on, on Twitter. You can still find it. <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them. <laughs> so like none of them are connected. Um <laughs> Like, for instance, uh, his number 23 song, Mustang Sally by Wilson Pickett. Uh, number 25 20- of 75, Theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes. Number 24, Badonka Donk by Trace Adkins. I saw that someone retweeted it and goes, not sure where to go with this. <laughs> oh, but this Rick's fantastic. Like, it's just super fun. It was just like something he decided to do in the off season where he would just randomly tweet out songs and do the hashtag stock tunes and then a link to their lyrics. And I Love think it's it. wonderful. Yeah. He, he's, he just ranked the songs and I've every year I like look for this whenever an ACC school plays them because I'm always like, wait, where did it go? And I found it. Thank you to the person that sent me that hash, that uh, hashtag so that I could rediscover this magic. Um, what a yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> Uh, also not re- at all related to actual football. I know Mac Brown danced in week one, as we all saw in the locker room and it was horrible. And, yeah. and Mac said as much too. Um, and Josh Graham, in, who has a radio show over in Greensboro, he had David Cutcliffe on the show, um, and asked him if he's a better dancer than Mac Brown. David Cutcliffe says, quote, we may have to find out. I'll take him on. I promise you. I'm not afraid. Um, oh my God. David I Cutcliffe, I tweeted, I retweeted that with a gif of David Cutcliffe dancing because David Cutcliffe can dance like for real and would just smoke Mac Brown in a dance off. What is the, 
you know, like, I feel like both of them, first of all, I love my, I love those two in the sense of like, I just want to hang out with them and eat where there's originals. Like, I'm not trying to be a, like, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I think they're adorable. <laughs> um, and I, they're, I think they're both great coaches. So it's exciting to see when, like, I bet Cutcliffe has some like legit old school moves up his sleeve. You know what I mean? No, like I've, that's what yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it. Like, like when Christopher Walken busted out like all the sh- like soft shoe moves in that Fat Boy Slim video, and everyone's like, Christopher Walken can dance, and he's been like classically trained. Like that thing. That's what I think, I think of Cutcliffe dancing, and I don't know why. No, he's he's legit. Like he's the guy that at the wedding you're like, whoa, hello, like. <laughs> I didn't know you had that uncle of whoever, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. aging him down by making him an uncle, but whatever. Um yeah, he he's legit. Like he can dance for real. And like I don't know. I, I was trying to think if there's an ACC coach that I would immediately assume is a better dancer. And I don't know that I would. Not off the top of my head. I feel like you know who I feel like like the stereotype would be, right? That like Willie Taggart and Dino Babers are good dancers, which is a terrible stereotype. I actually feel like Willie Taggart's probably a terrible dancer. And I think it's because he looks so unsure of himself all the time. Yeah. But, that's true. Like, he just that. doesn't look confident at all. I wonder if Bronco got any of the dancing skills of, like, Cosmo, the BYU mascot. Um, oh, my seen, God. That's, like, the best dancing mascot. In the history of, like, the, I love it. If you haven't seen it, folks, go check it out. It's outstanding. Um, but yeah, maybe I would say I think the running backs coach for Virginia is a pretty good dancer, Mark Atuai. Oh, but if we're, oh, you know, I don't want to open things up into assistant coaches. That gets, you know, yeah, then real, that gets complicated messy, for sure. Like too many people, but yeah, I think I'd put. I could see Cutcliffe Sneaky being the best coach dancer. I could see. It. I could actually see like Dabo super awkward, but I could see him being the guy that like will randomly break it down and you're like oh my god i didn't know he could dance like that's crazy yeah, he's a fun dancer in the middle of the circle he does the, the worm yeah, yeah he does the worm and then like backs <laughs> out of the group and you're like that was awesome and then everyone keeps dancing but like cutcliffe's like the low-key like he's spinning his wife and has like actual dance moves type thing that's how i see it in my mind yeah, he like the gif I have of like he was dancing with a security guard after a Duke oh game and like he's like spun her around and everything. Like he he's legit. Like he can he can actually dance. But I don't know that I feel like any other ACC coaches are no. very good dancers. Um those are just the ones that stick Curious. out to me of like uh Dino Babers, Dino Babers maybe. Um but for sure I think Dabo's like sneaky good and Cutcliffe's amazing and Dave Clawson's terrible and we already saw Max really bad. Um, Dave Doran never dances. I feel like Doran and Fuente would have the same style, like just kind yes. of like maybe the ones like they get dragged out onto the dance floor, like at the and they just step, the step back and forth yeah. awkwardly. Yeah, they don't, don't enjoy it much. No, no, they they do not want to dance at all. They don't have time for those shenanigans. <laughs> so, um, Clemson Syracuse, the game we thought Ooh. would be the game of the week. Well. I feel like this needs to be an Eric Dungy appreciation um, space for just a minute because, yeah, like, and this isn't anything against Tommy DeVito, who I think his, his you know, his line is better than I think it, it had any business being, considering like all the tweets that I was seeing about him early on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's going to take some time. And John Casillo said it when I had him on earlier this week that like um eric dungy was like a gremlin like you threw him in water and he got you know put some adversity threw some adversity at him and he got better <laughs> and you know not everybody's like that you know and, and yeah. <laughs> devito is just gonna have to do some learning on the job 
Syracuse has always given Clemson problems. Um, this game to me feels a little bit, because I've seen people say, oh, I don't know. Like, I do think even though Syracuse got blown out, like, they can still give Clemson some issues. It's in Syracuse. Yeah. I, I think, like, last week people are trying a little bit too hard, like they did with A&M. Like, ooh, I don't know. A&M gave yeah. Clemson problems last year. Yeah. I think people are trying a little hard. Like, do we really think they're going to knock out Clemson's quarterback for the third straight year? No. And I, I just, this, oh, man, I really wanted this to be one of those, like, ooh, third year in a row, it's going to be close. I think they're going to get stomped. And yep, it's going to be a huge crowd. I think the atmosphere is going to be great for the first quarter. And I, this Clemson is just too good. Like, that's it. They just do whatever they want. And Trevor Lawrence throws, like, 45-yard balls looking like I'm – you know, like he's just like tossing food to his dog. Like it's just, it's so effortless. And the wide receivers are NFL caliber already. And then you add in ATN and like, it's just, it's too much. Like, and norm, and I'm not saying that no team will give them any trouble because it's football, like random stuff happens all the time. Like, I don't I think it's that. this one though. Yeah. And I just don't think it's this one, especially knowing what the issues were for Syracuse against Maryland. They just there were holes everywhere. I think they were playing on a football field three times the usual size, it like with like all it. the space Maryland had. Well, and I joked before, like because they film it from a blimp, like you can never tell. Like it just feels gigantic. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I think that defensive line is just going to make things way worse for Devito. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But I do think that Syracuse is a team that's going to get better over the course of the season. Like yeah, yeah, I do too. I'm not fully, you know, ditching Syracuse. This is just a brutal. Like I still don't know quite what to make of Maryland because they've looked really good, but one of those games was against Howard, Howard and that's yeah. just tough to, you yeah. know. But they looked really good. They kicked ass and you're supposed to beat teams like that, like if you're that much better than they are. For sure. Um so it's just kind of I'll be really curious cuz if Maryland's as good as I think they are right now or how they've played, they're going to cause some problems for some people in the Big Ten. Like what might have been like a, oh, this might be tough, but we'll handle it type game is now going to be like a, well, we better be ready. Like, cause Maryland, and you know, I'm not trying to hype up Maryland too much. This is an ACC podcast, you guys. Yeah. Um, we don't know yeah, her. I think Syracuse- <laughs> yeah. I'm dumb. I don't know her. I'm right. <laughs> Channeling my Mariah yes. Carey. I don't know her. Um, But yeah, I think Syracuse, like hope is not lost. I just don't, think this is going to be it guys not this no, week def- it's gonna be tough tough stuff and that gets us to what is actually going to be the game of the weekend which i actually had th- i mean to be fair i actually had this circled for a while because i felt like okay virginia probably going to start out 2-0 going into that game and i thought florida state would look a little bit better so i thought maybe that would be <laughs> I think a lot of people thought florida state was oh, going to look better than florida they state man it's they've gone zero days without an incident you know, we're going to have to start keeping one of those signs that's like, how many days have you gone without an incident? And it's not good, y'all. Like Phil Kofer's jersey. <laughs> oh, I just, I can't. This is not, like, it's 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 bad, y'all. Like, it's real bad in Florida State. Um, And Willie Taggart did say earlier this week that the key to beating Virginia will be, and I quote, playing our best ball game ever. Oh man! Just so also, just let's throw this out there. That uh, sentence alone is so it, weird. It gives you anxiety, and, like, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you. Just, you know, this, <laughs> this is the nineteenth meeting between these two fierce rivals. Yes. Um, 
And the previous, you know, Florida State is 15 and three. Like they've dominated. The two teams, you know, haven't faced, I think, since 2014 was the last time they played each other. Um, yeah, in Tallahassee. Um, they won in Tallahassee in 2011 um, yeah. under Mike London. Yeah. Um, and then they won their one in Charlottesville in 2005. Then you have to go all the way back to 1995 for the huge upset in Charlottesville. And so that those, that's it. Those are the three wins. <laughs> against. So going into this game, this is the first time that Virginia has been ranked and Florida state hasn't. This is the first time that Virginia has been favored and not only are they favored, but they're favored by More seven, than a touchdown. eight points. Yeah. And, and so this is all setting up. But the thing was for me watching the Virginia team the first two weeks is, you know, they went to Pitt and got a win on the road. That was convincing. They played smart. They played clean. There weren't a lot of mistakes. Three, t- three penalties, no turnovers. They you know, blocked a punt, intercepted the ball twice. Like just a solid performance, especially considering week one against a physical team like Pitt. That was a big win for Virginia. One, because you got a leg up in the coastal, but two, it was a kind of a tone setter. For sure. And then they, ho- they hosted the Fighting Mike Londons last week. And for the first time in a very long time, they kicked the crap out of a team they were supposed to kick the crap out of. <laughs> there was yeah. no hand wringing. There was no, like, there were mistakes made. You know, there was a muff punt. There were two interceptions from Bryce that were just, you know, thrown across the body or didn't see a defender. But the game was so in hand at that point that you're kind of like, oh, he's trying to force something, like, not the end of the world. They, this is the b- most confident or comfortable Virginia fans have felt. And so, therefore, everyone's Oh, terrified. that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah, I I was gonna so, say I know I know how your mind works. So yeah, it's it's I know what we want to think that this is gonna be like um, a blowout, but I I don't know that that's Virginia style. Like you were saying, I mean they just yeah. even the pit game was in doubt a little bit until like the very very end, and I think it's gonna be you know they're not gonna run away with it, but all they have to do is is be really they just need to let FSU get out to a big halftime lead. <laughs> Evidently, that's the key. Oh, man. I look at that, and that's what's so fascinating to me about this game, too, was going to be watching it. Um, because, say, you're, if, you're, if Virginia's ahead at halftime, like, you got to feel pretty good. <laughs> like, because Florida State has not quite shown that they're a second-half team um, in this season so far. Blowing whatever the, multiple whatever the exact opposite yeah. of <laughs> a ha- second-half team is, is what they yeah. are. <laughs> On the flip side, if Florida State takes a lead into the half, like you still have to think that that is still an advantage for Virginia because Florida State's now going to be like, yes. oh, we can't mess this up. Like, and Virginia's going to be like, they've been ahead both of their other games. There's no reason we can't come back. Like, so there's just kind of like this weird psyche mentality for this game. And I, oh, I think sure. the biggest thing to, that I'm looking at is going to be. Virginia's defensive line against Florida State's offensive line, um, oh which boy. has been not not good. Um, and yeah, yeah, they upgraded this year from like <laughs> atrocious to like slightly functional. Yeah, and that an might upgrade. even be a little generous. Which again, yeah. all of these things you don't like. You understand. People listening might not understand like how uncomfortable talking about Virginia like this makes me feel because just <laughs> history. But you look at the different facets of the game and Virginia's defense has been basically outstanding. And again, short, you know, small sample size. But if you go back into last season, like this is a defense that has been solid and is improving. You've got all American Bryce Hall leading the secondary. 
Nick Grant. Bronco's a really good it. defensive coach too, and he knows how yeah. to scheme it. And I, I, I don't worry about them in that in that capacity at all. So, so if they can force some turnovers and get yeah. smart field position, that's something that the offense is built to take advantage of. I haven't well, seen as many long drives as I'd like from the offense, but they're also again there hasn't been that many opportunities. Because like yeah. if you get a short field from Pitt, you're not going to be like, excuse me, can we actually back up the field a can little bit? Can we start like, further? Yeah. <laughs> so there haven't been a lot of opportunities where, you know, and and I'm excited. Like the special teams have been good. They actually have a kicker who seems to be able to make field goals from more than, you know, 20 yards out, which is exciting. Um, and then it's all going to be how much time can Virginia yeah. give Bryce Hall, uh, Bryce Perkins, too many Bryce's, Bryce Perkins. So, you know, but apparently yeah. they have a plan to contain him according to their linebacker. So, oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I did. Uh, God, who, who was that that tweeted that? It's in my Twitter likes, but I had another um, funny, I had another LOL which, at Florida State. So Sean up, Reed so. of The Athletic tweeted that yeah, their edge linebacker, Leonard Warner the third, which honestly, he could play for a Virginia or North Carolina with that name. That's pretty solid. Oh, seriously, yeah. Um, obviously, quote, obviously he's a pretty good runner, but I don't think we're going to have too much trouble with him. I think we've got a pretty good plan for controlling him, end quote. Yeah, well, I guess the plans for weeks one and two were uh, poor plans. Not existent. <laughs> this is the first time Maybe they, they had a plan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say they hired Jim Levitt back this yeah. week as like a consultant that's a big thing for me just sort of chatting with people around florida state essentially they've been running jim levitt's defense and thought they'd have jim levitt on staff yeah. and he was not and now he is and and that should help some but yeah no that's uh, honey what are you talking about why would you say it's, that um that's what i'm saying like fsu's gone zero days without an incident um yeah fsu i have to share this though while we're yeah. loling at fsu i don't mean to pile on but it's funny <laughs> Um, FSU Board of Trustees Chairman Ed Burr said he once joked about FSU having a better academic ranking than its football ranking, said he's not sure if that joke is as funny anymore. Oh, no. Because <laughs> they currently, yeah, they, they do. Um, so the last thing we do have to get to with this game yeah. is that I was like two days ago years old when I discovered that this game has a trophy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, huge rivalry. As I said, they've played 18 times. What, what rivalry so intense could not have a trophy associated to it? Like, what? And they, I guess they, the first time they played was 92 uh, when FSU first joined the league. Um, yeah. So, you know, multiple meetings all the way back to the early 90s. Like, okay. You got to have a trophy. I still don't. Okay, so it's create. It was a it, the the trophy was created in 1995 and was named for former president of the United States and founder of the University of Virginia, Thomas Jefferson, uh, and Francis mm -hmm. Epps, his grandson and two time mayor of Tallahassee and president of the board of trustees of the West Florida Seminary, now FSU. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, it is basically. Well, you know what? I'm just going to go straight to the wiki to tell you what it is. The trophy is composed of an intricately wrought silver pitcher presented to the city of Tallahassee by Epps in 1842 and set upon a wood base made of remains of the McGuffey ash, which was once the largest tree on the grounds of the University of Virginia, but suffered a fatal tree disease in 1990. I hate when that happens. I hate when that happens. Fatal I like how, tree disease. Do you think this was precipitated by the fatal tree disease? And all of a sudden they have like this tree and someone's like, you know what I could do? 
I could make a trophy base. <laughs> and they're like, oh, good idea. Yeah, like, and then what? someone down in Florida is like, we have this sweet picture. <laughs> now this is it, guys. We figured it out. What were they, like it's- Marie Kondoing their trees? And they're like, what, <laughs> what do we do with this tree? It's dying. Let's give it to Tallahassee. What? My favorite line from the wiki is, although the game is played for a trophy, it is not considered a significant rivalry. <laughs> I mean, big facts, right? Like, totally I feel fair. like, so I, I was trying to think if there's possibly like a more random rivalry that I could, I was going like, maybe UNC and Pitt could play for like the Larry Fedora Memorial Trophy since like he, <laughs> he never lost to them inexplicably, at least to me inexplicably. What um, would be the, what would the trophy look like? Uh, you know, I don't, oh gosh, what would it, would be like a can of Red Bull, maybe? Yeah, (laughs) probably be like a can of Red Bull. Yeah, but like tilted slightly to the side to add, make it artsy. Um, I like that. Wearing a hat. Yeah, wearing a fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Never saw Larry Fedora wearing a fedora. Um, Which is a shame. It was upsetting. I can't think of anything more random. Like what, like what, Boston College and like... Yeah, the oh. conflict trophy is just about as like weird as it gets because like that's a such a manufactured like I don't even think they're playing anymore, are they? <laughs> no, like they're not. But it was I loved everything about that. Like they were just basically like, We have yeah. a rivalry now and one side was like, No, we don't. What are you doing? Yeah, actually no. It's not- yeah, I think one <laughs> one last thing on like this, you know, rivalry game that's not a rivalry game that's a rivalry game. Um the atmosphere in Charlottesville this weekend should be legit. Because, yeah, for yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if you heard, Lauren, but the Virginia men's basketball team won the national championship this year. What? Um, I, I, just, I, I missed that. People forget. And so uh, <laughs> I'm legally required to mention it on every podcast I go on. No, I was kidding. Um, they're doing the banner raising Friday night and then recognizing members of the team at the game on Saturday. And there are about, I think they said like 150 tickets left for the game, which means That's there's great. probably going to be, you know, 55,000 plus, which I know Big Ten teams, that's not a lot, whatever. But I don't think there's been that many people in Scott Stadium in a decade. So um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be excited. And, you know, the trial guy is going to be there. You know, it's big stuff. (laughs) It's it's important, I think, like, because and and Duke and Carolina have done things like this in the past, too. Those are basketball first schools that you know, are looking to incentivize people to go to certain football games. They've done this in the past where they'll do like their late night, the night before a big home game or something along yeah. those lines so that they can get fans into town um, knowing that like they would likely stay and, and go to the football yeah. game. And yeah. Um, they, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, um, cause we had Carolina football season tickets. They used to do the blue white game, like after a big home game. Um, oh, that's like, awesome. In, yeah. Yeah. So like you could just walk right over. And I remember we did that once. Um, and it was like, oh, yeah, and that's the only basketball game I would ever see because, like, it was super expensive. But <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the other thing I think Virginia has done well in this situation is they didn't jack up prices for this football game. Like, yep. one, they, I don't think they can afford to right now, but just in, in the sense of, like, yeah, not want, yet. first things first, you got to get people in the doors. Like, you got to get people in through the gates, like, in the seats. And when you offer you have this fun event Friday night, you have stuff that's going on on grounds, and then you offer $25 tickets for lower bowl. That's the way to do it. Like get people in the stadium. Now there's beer gardens. So, you know, we're oh, making steps that way. Um, but yeah, I think it should be, that's, I think this, this game will be interesting and I think it'll be a good litmus test. Some fans are freaking out. Like this is a must win. Cause it shows that this team is different. 
Um, I think that, you know, Florida State's a talented team, regardless of what their record is and how poorly they've played. They've got some talented players. So um, should be a good one. I think I can. Okay. Georgia Tech Syracuse. I think that's the most random ACC. Like if you told me there was a trophy, like I'd be like, what? Excuse me? Like, there's no way I'd believe that that were true. Yes, that's a good one. Because <laughs> that's not even, at first I was like, no, that's not an old Big East thing. That's just weird. Yeah, Right. That's, that's the thing. Like, I can't connect the Big East thing. to Like, it can't be two Big East foes. I, I was surprised to hear that, like, I thought Pitt would be a bigger rival for Syracuse. And John Casillo told me earlier this week that, like, no, not really. Um, like, they have bigger rivalries with, like, Virginia Tech and Miami and, and teams like that than they do with Pitt. And I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I think I think that might be the one. Georgia Tech Syracuse would be the most like what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's probably the most random one. I don't even know what their trophy would be because Paul Johnson's not there anymore, and I don't even know what Georgia Tech football is now. Yeah, and that makes true. me sad. It's that's lost wandering, heartbreaking. Yeah. All right, Caroline. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week. Um, my son Alex is still picking games. Um, for this podcast, his record, by the way is 14 and eight. Now my son, Alex is a toddler. So his attention span is quite short. Um, and he doesn't like to do things that I ask him to do. And so, um, I've had to cut back on the number of games that he will get through. And you will hear that, um, in this recording that he sort of runs out of steam at the end, but I did try to prioritize the games I wanted him to pick in the beginning. And hopefully we will continue this as long as I can figure out a way to strategize around his stubbornness. Caroline, Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Joining us, joining me. I'm one person. Spoiler (laughs) alert. I think you will enjoy Alex's pick this week. So he's the best. (laughs) Let's just get to it. All right, Alex, say hi. Hi. Okay. UNC or Wake Forest? Wake Forest. Oh, wow. Kansas or Boston College? Boston College. I want to I want to hug Boston College. You want to hug Boston College? Oh, you 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 should want to hug Kansas more after that game because Kansas is more going to be more sad. Boston College will be happy, so that's good. I want. What about NC State or West Virginia? West Virginia. Oh, wow. West Virginia to hug me. Oh, that's sweet. We should drive through there sometime. It's fun. Yes. Pittsburgh or Penn State? No, I What about Panther? Panther or Lion? Panther or Lion? No, I want Lalo Fraga. I don't know what that is. You picked that last week and I still don't know what it is. But I want Lalo Fraga. Yellow Frogger? No, Lalo Fraga. Fraga? No, Lalo Fraga. (laughs) Yellow, I don't know. Do you want the Panther or the Lion? The lion. That's hard. Okay, the lion. Yeah, that's I a good one. I want to hug a lion. If you hug a lion, it would be pretty dangerous. Are you sure? Yes. Florida State or Virginia? Virginia. Oh, Miss Caroline will love you so much. Clemson or Syracuse? Clemson. Yeah, that's probably good. Duke or Middle Tennessee? Middle Tennessee. Wow. I want to hide Middle Tennessee. <laughs> what is up with that, right? Is it East Tennessee? Is it West Tennessee? It's Middle Tennessee. That's very weird. Louisville or Western Kentucky? Oh, I want Little Frogger. I don't know what Little Frogger is. 
No, Lalo Farga. Okay, I don't know what that is. What about, let me give you one more. Furman or Virginia Tech? No, and not a microphone. Oh. It's a phone. Okay, no, that's true. It's not a microphone, it's a phone. What about Citadel or Georgia Tech? It's a microphone, not a phone. <laughs> okay, I think we've, we've, expi we've expired your pick segment. Mommy. Do you want to say goodbye? Yes. Say bye. Bye.